Welcome to the More Happiness, Less Suffering podcast. I'm Casey Howe, Senior Meditation and Dharma Teacher for Inside LA. And I'm Dr. Monisha Vasa, Psychiatrist. In our little podcasting studio in Orange County, California, we bring wisdom from the couch and the cushion to your real-life questions and struggles. So grab a cup of tea and join us. We're, We're so glad, glad you're, you're here. here. And welcome back to the More Happiness, Less Suffering podcast. We're so glad to have you back with us. And today we're going to be talking about transformation. And as always, we'll begin with a poem. This is a poem by a woman named Alison Luderman, and it's called, I Confess. I stalked her in the grocery store, her crown of snowy braids held in place by a great silver clip her erect bearing, radiating tenderness, the way she placed yogurt and avocados in her basket, beaming peace like the North Star. I wanted to ask, what aisle did you find your serenity in? Do you know how to be married for 50 years or how to live alone? Excuse me for interrupting, but you seem to possess some knowledge that makes the earth burn and turn on its axis but we don't request such things from strangers nowadays. So I said, I love your hair. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. That's so nice, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, you know, listening to that, you know, talking about transformation and, and maybe about, you know, how we could find it in the here and now, which is Mm -hmm. kind of uh, a big topic, of course. (laughs) People want to find, this liberation, this peace, right where they are, and mm. you know, maybe we're not just you know seeing it. Mm. And um, yeah, I just like that. It's very, very beautiful poem, and it really points to seeing something extraordinary in in the ordinary. Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say that it's it's seeing something extraordinary in the midst of grocery shopping, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, and noticing noticing and paying attention to that. And, you know, I wonder sometimes how maybe those types of moments or maybe we could even look at them as opportunities, maybe surround us all the time, but we're just not seeing them as opportunities. Yeah. And I feel like there's a magic that happens when we wake up to the moment. I like the nickname I have for my cat is magic. I say, Hey magic, how are you? Cause she's magical. Like how she moves is magical. You know how cats, they just like do this one twitch and she in a, she just twitches her muscles and she'll jump four feet, Yeah, you know, and then she'll glide. She won't just jump on the table. She'll glide up onto the table and then just, just beautifully rest her paws down. It's, you know, like after taking mm-hmm. flight, it's just, and she'll land so softly like, you know, magic. And so I think this transformation is, you know, to, to uh, open up this topic is transforming to what? Mm-hmm. And really this is what we're after. We're not after success. We're not after happiness. You know, we're not after um, even, you know, relationship goals or anything like this. Um, all of those things are these, these terms that we use uh, that define a transformation um, 
that we want to take within our own mind into a state of ease. I think we're all looking like if I can transform my mind into a place of ease, um, even like I said, we're not necessarily looking for happiness. Happiness is something that's temporary, you know, it's an, it's an up, you know, so there's a down and we have to, if we're looking for transformation, we have to realize transformation to what for one and to make that the primary goal. You know, like I was just recognizing, you know, the food that I eat and how that and that how that influences my mind, my mind state. Um, obviously, the the major things, the thoughts that are that I'm ruminating on, how do that how do they affect my state of peace? The goals that I have, these external goals, without the intention of do they ease my mind? Are they putting my mind at ease? And is it from this from this place of desire to have a free mind that I make these goals? Because if I make the goals with this idea that I want to have a free, um, unburdened mind, then then they're worthwhile. Mm-hmm. But if I make the goals thinking that they're going to give me anything else, then they're a burden. Yeah, and even the goals themselves are a burden. Mm-hmm. So. I believe this is the the very epicenter of where we should live in, in in our being is this this wakefulness and awareness of how is my mind right now? Uh, is it at ease? How did I get into unease? If it is at ease, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And this is the skillfulness that we could bring into our internal world is always asking this question, is this moving me towards a sense of peace? Is this moving me away? Mm-hmm. Is this really supporting mm-hmm. myself in this venture of of transforming my mind into into peace or not? You know, when I have some space, when I don't know what to think about, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I find myself um, and, and I see that I'm really think I'm in this useless place, whether I'm walking to my car or something mm. like this, or I get in my vehicle and, you know, I'm just driving somewhere. I, I, I say, may all beings be happy and free from suffering. Mm-hmm. This is something that's habitual at this point. May, may all beings be happy and free from suffering. And I watch my mind transform. I, I just, I watch it. I watch this, this bodhicitta, this compassion, this loving kindness arise along with those words. And that, you know, does it for me. And I watch, you know, if I do have in my realm of beingness, if I have love and compassion arise, how does this feel? Mm-hmm. Does it put me at ease? Mm-hmm. You know, if I watch a worrisome thought come in to that environment of my mind and I watch my, the, my, myself vibrate towards, mm-hmm. you know, like, like almost like a magnet, you know, and then I feel that tension within myself and I recognize that. I'll say, okay, look at that. I don't necessarily want to go over there. You know, mm. so it's not something that I want to, to merge with, to mesh with, right? But if I open myself up to a sense of loving kindness and compassion, what's this feel like? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how, how does this feel to, to live in, in, in that way? You know, how is this transforming? How is this mm. transforming my mind? Mm-hmm. And I think you really speak to the importance of paying attention and what we're paying attention to. You know, oftentimes we don't really ask ourselves the question, how does this mind state feel as opposed to how does this mind state feel? You know, when I, when am I in a 
place of relative peace versus relative suffering and what is my actual experience of, of those moments. And that is something that I think in mental health and in psychiatry, we it's something that we're practicing, you know, through the process of therapy. You know, a lot of times people will come with like a problem or a choice or a decision that they're trying to make. And we can even ask, you know, how does it feel in your body when you think about taking this path versus taking that path and really trying to tune into our sense of, you know, does this feel good? Does this feel right? Does this feel spacious? You know, as opposed to, am I feeling tight? Am I feeling constricted? Am I feeling fearful? And oftentimes our internal environment will give us those those hints as to what direction we should continue to be uh, moving in um, as long as we can attune to that, to those messages. Yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, we have to be our own teacher, mm-hmm. you know, because we could take in a lot of information and then we have to let, what, what I mean by that too is not just, um, uh, we have to abandon this dialogue of thinking about the teachings that we've had. And the reason why is is exactly what you just pointed to is because we have to move into experience and we have to move into the now to actually utilize those in a real way. So I see a lot of this kind of dialogue like, oh, I should be doing this and I should be meditating and I should be sitting quiet and I should have self-compassion and I should mm-hmm. not have the negative self-critic and I should, yeah, but to, the practice of that is abandoning all the instruction and paying attention you know, paying attention to what's here, what's right now, what mm-hmm. what are you feeling, what antidotes need to be, um, you know, uh, applied. Mm-hmm. So you need to know what kind of suffering or what kind of happiness or, you know, what where where is your mind state? Where's mm-hmm. your what's your body telling you? Like you mentioned, and so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, being being our own, you know, our own teacher, our own guide, our own Buddha. It's, it's not like we don't listen to other teachers mm-hmm. and teachings and lineages and, and all that magnificent, wonderful stuff, but that we practice it in the moment and we're the coach, you know, that's taking all of this innate Buddhahood and this talent and redirecting it, you know, in this moment, in the most skillful way that's going to lead to the abandon, uh, abandonment of suffering and it's going to cultivate the goodness mm-hmm. that's innately there. Mm-hmm. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be tricky sometimes. I was talking to a good friend of mine um, who also happens to be a psychiatrist, and she was talking about an opportunity that came her way that would really benefit a lot of other people if she participated, you know, but something about it just on some level really didn't feel right to her. And she was talking about how exhausted she felt after the meeting that she had discussing this opportunity. It was just a 30 minute meeting, but she was so exhausted by the end of it. And, you know, we talked about how in many ways, you know, the, you know, she was, you know, kind of asking me for advice, but at the end of the day, her body was telling her exactly what she needed to do, you know, and similarly, when she, when she declined the opportunity, she felt this huge sense of relief, you know, which was just really confirmation that this was the path that was right for her. So yeah, we often look outside, whether we're asking our teachers, our friends, our family, you know, um, our, our therapist, our psychiatrist, what should I do? You know, how do I, how do I, you know, 
stay on this path of moving towards more ease. And really, you know, as you and I have talked about so many times, I think our best teachers are the ones that point us back to, well, what is your own experience showing you? Yeah. And this whole world that opens up to us when we are here for it, Mm -hmm. we could actually pick up on those things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very difficult when we're lost in in the past and Mm -hmm. you know we're we're in that rehearsing and rehashing you know mental state Mm -hmm. we're we're missing Mm -hmm. so 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 much Mm -hmm. but then if we open ourselves up then we could really be present i mean it's it's really quite a mind shift to think that it's already here you know those moments of magic those moments of ease those moments of beauty, like in the poem, you know, they already exist within us and outside of us. And it's really just a question of our perception and our, our view, our ability to tap in, tap into those. I mean, I'm actually thinking about myself and, you know, how I get into the grind of parenting, for example, day in and day out, and it feels like hard work and it feels effortful and it feels never ending. And, you know, the poem kind of reminds me that they're are probably so many moments of beauty to be found in the in those sort of everyday scenarios that I'm probably just, you know, missing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was thinking about this and a, a few different steps that we, we we could utilize for that transformation, you know, to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, this was kind of just off the top of my head. And um, I'll just kind of read them out. Yeah. Maybe we could talk about them a little bit. But uh, for transformation to happen, we have to want to be free. This is huge because <laughs> even though like we want to be free, but we love gossip, for mm-hmm. example. Like So it's like we could be free uh, or we could gossip or something. So we have these, these habits that take us away you know, from things that we really want. Or, of course, the classic, you could be right or you could be free. You know, so we want to be right, you know, or, or, okay, we can't be right and free, Mm. right? We have to really have this sincere desire. And what does freedom mean? Again, check in for you. I say freedom is to be at ease. Kind of this fearless state of at-easeness. You know, I was talking with a, a friend and his family has a history of heart conditions and to fix the problem, it's quite, quite uh, an evasive um, surgery. And he was saying that his family, um, his siblings, two of them have already had this surgery. And I was like, wow, like, I wonder what the, the thought process is, you know, going up to this surgery because there might be a lot of fear in, involved in that. And he said, ah, they're just cool with it. They're just like, ah, whatever. Talking to the doctors, like the doctors, whatever you need to do, go ahead and do it. And it involves removing the blood, all the blood from the mm-hmm. bodies, putting the body, I think he said at 22 degrees, mm-hmm. taking the heart out, putting wow. the heart back in. And he said, literally before and after, they're just like, ah, did it. You know? Wow. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wow, that's awesome. Totally incredible. And, you know, that mind state of, of such resilience and being at peace with what is, I mean, that's just a wonderful example of it. But we have to want that because mm-hmm. we have little choices that deciding factors of like, oh, I can go over here and, and, 
and have a little a meal of suffering, <laughs> or、mm. I could eat this really good stuff over here.、Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we we choose, and I'm talking、uh, mentally here,、yeah. like we could chew on the good or not so good. And and what are we choosing? Are we really choosing in the moment to quote unquote be free, to be at ease,、mm-hmm. or are we choosing stuff that leads us down the road of more and more suffering? Right. So we have that one. The, the second one would we have to realize that we're suffering.、Yeah. So this goes along with the number one is that, hey, we have to realize that gossiping just because it's like a subtle little thing that we do. Hey, that doesn't feel that good.、Mm-hmm. We have to wake up to that. We have to wake up to oh, the other side of the coin is when I pick people up, when I buoy people up, when I tell them how awesome they are, when I share content, I share. Um, you know, from a friend or something that I help support somebody else, this feels better. Yeah. So we have to know and be aware of the difference, and then we have to learn a way. We have to learn a way of transformation, and this could be huge. Whatever works for you, you know, if, if you're a Christian and that works for you, awesome.、Mm-hmm. Learn a way of transformation.、Uh, the only thing that I like to to rely on is. You know, pick something that's been working for a while、mm-hmm. you know, that other people have done, and it's repeatable.、Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably a good place to start. That's what I love、mm-hmm. about Buddhism. I love the long lineage.、Mm-hmm. I love the Tibetans, for example, have been turning out enlightened beings like an assembly line <laughs> for you know, hundreds, not if not thousands of years. You know, so it, it works, right? So pick something that there's a lot of history behind it. We have to believe in ourselves. This is the fourth thing.、Mm-hmm. It's not just for the Buddhas.、Mm-hmm. It's not for just the Christ, Krishnas,、uh, Muhammads. You know, it's it's everybody. Like we all have the Buddha nature. We have to believe in ourselves.、Mm-hmm. And, and I would just add to that from a mental health perspective, we have to believe we deserve it. Great, yeah. yeah. You know, because that's a real kind of self-limiting belief that I think we find in in therapy quite a bit. That. You know, we can believe that it's possible, but we may not believe that we deserve it. So, that's one to work with, also in in sort of that in that、uh, category. Wonderful. And the fifth one,、um, it, and this speaks to my own、um, inner procrastinator.、Mm. Like I'm a master, master. I've like PhD in procrastinating. We have to do it. We could have all the knowledge in、uh, in in the world. We have to do it. So we have to want to be free. We have to realize we have to realize what suffering is. We have to learn a way of transformation. We have to learn a way out. We have to believe in ourselves、uh, enough to to do it, and we have to know that we deserve it,、mm-hmm. and then we have to do it. And it's through that doing, of course, that we get the fruition. You know, in the path of meditation, we have listening, contemplation, and then we have the meditation. So this is the doing. And then we have the fruition, right? So we have to just not—we ju- have to do more than just listen and contemplate. We really have to do it, and then the fruition comes.、Mm-hmm. And that's the real enthusiasm. Yeah, is when we see results,、mm-hmm. we get enthusiastic, like,、yeah. "Oh my gosh, this is working!" Yeah, yeah.、Um, I'm really feeling better、mm-hmm. about myself and about things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that propels us to do more. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and what I love about those steps is they're not necessarily time dependent. You know, they're not. It's not like 
you know, step one takes one year, step two takes two more years, step three takes three years. It's, those are all sort of steps that kind of interweave and intermingle and really could happen in any moment of time, any intersection of, of time and space, all of those could come to pass, you know? So, um, sometimes I think we get intimidated by the idea of this process of finding freedom from suffering and transformation to be sort of a long effortful journey that we need to embark on. And maybe, maybe, you know, there are elements of that, but also, you know, maybe there are moments where we just wake up and see it, you know, uh, when, when all of those factors align, you know, and I think that happens in therapy quite a bit too, you know, that yes, there are sort of the long effortful stretches and sometimes there are just the moments where things click and fall Mm -hmm. into place and we can see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we want to end like we usually do. We're going to end with uh, a little meditation and hopefully you can follow along with us. Of course, if you are operating a vehicle, something like that, then just allow these words to kind of land in your realm of experience. But if you're in a nice, quiet place, or maybe not so quiet, just a place that you can turn inward. So you can close your eyes if you like. And then maybe allowing to come to mind something that you would like to transform. And again, making this something internal. Maybe something that you're believing about yourself or the situation that you're in. That you could find a bit different perspective on. Allowing the possibility, at least, for this to happen. And even by allowing a new possibility, a new perspective, notice if you feel a shift, an expansion. The mind is saying it's going to be like this, or this is what that meant. But just maybe, is there a part of yourself that's already at ease? Even with what has happened or might happen. And if you find a bit of space, feel free to rest in it. I am at ease.
I'm already at ease in this moment in my life. I am resilient and strong. And wishing this not only for yourself, but for all beings. May all beings everywhere, without exception, may they all be happy. May they be free from suffering. 